Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. So you got the the Avalanche rolling along, 14-2-2 in their last 18, playing a a good New Jersey team that's one of the best uh, road records in the NHL, and yet Jared Bednar decided to go with really his third-string goalie, Probably soon to be fourth string goalie after the Avs made a, a goaltending deal last week in uh, Eustace Onanen. Mm-hmm. And maybe no surprise, it ended up being a 7-5 to hockey game that the Avalanche lost. Jared Bednar explained why he gave Alexander Georgiev the night off. Two reasons. Number one, it's an Eastern Conference team. Number two, you're trying to pick a window in the schedule where you can get him more than just one day rest or, or two days rest. Like he had a day off. Didn't do a lot today. You know, he has tomorrow off. We still get a practice in, and then we play an afternoon game. Gives him four days to, like, kind of take a breather, and then hopefully he comes back as sharp as he was when he left. So they play Saturday. Mm -hmm. So they get a couple more days off. They play Saturday in Dallas, then Sunday back here against Seattle. And then they've got uh, another couple of home conference games Next week, so you agree. Yeah. You agree with the decision? Yeah, no, I think there's. I think that's a good decision. I just always like how how taxing is it to play? Go- is it the just the mental focus? The the mental. Oh, it's acuity? a grind. It's it's a grind. I, no, I understand that, it's but it, it, is it is it hoisting around all the equipment? Like, what is what is it about goaltending where guys need a break? Is it more mental? Do you think than I, anything else? Whoa, well. I, well, I, mean, I see I, every honestly, now and again they got to turn around and get that water bottle and squirt some water. Yeah, they need like, a lot of water. We got gold standing in the gold, and you're like, "Oh, I worked up a powerful thirst." <laughs> so, I mean, I, I know that part. Powerful thirst, especially if you give up a goal. Once you give up a goal, it's amazing how thirsty you are. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Holy so, Moses, do man, I need a sip of water? It's 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 like you're sending a message to everybody. You know what? If I was properly hydrated, I would have stopped that shot. Right. Right. I just want it known. If we could have taken a break where I could have gotten hydrated, that shot gets stopped. Hmm. I think it's I think it's a really it's smart mental. Move. Because but it's mental, right? It's it it's half. It's it's a grind. You're that's a physically demanding sport, uh position to play. And the other thing too is Georgiev, he is going to shatter his career high for starts mm-hmm. in a season. Uh up until now, it was a few years ago he had thirty two starts. For the Rangers. He's already at 42 now for the right. Avs. Okay. We still got a ways to go. So well, I, what I, a move that was, by the way. I think that's smart. What a, by, by the way, just how smart were the Avs going that direction and saying, hey, because uh, they talked they talk to Darcy Kemper. Oh, yeah. They like they talked to Darcy, and then they're like, hey, man, we're going to go in a different direction. And, and I'll tell you what, that's paid off. Still has to prove it in the playoffs, but of the direction that they've gone in the last three years, recognizing, identifying a goalie with another organization that they think is ready to take on an expanded role here. Mm-hmm. Grubauer, Kemper, now Georgiev. Still have the playoffs to play, but Georgiev feels like he could be the long-term answer. 
and he, not just yeah, simply go year to year every couple of years. He does. Uh, if he can battle that exhaustion. He's exhausted right now. He's exhausted right now. Second down. The Az made a trade yesterday as they pick up veteran centerman. He immediately stepped in and centered the third line yesterday, Lars Eller. Mm. Probably where, you know, where I was in the lineup today, third line center. And uh, we were able to play in all situations, uh, both like PK, power play, whatever. Like, I've been playing everything uh, in the past when we've been on long runs. So uh, I think I'm, you know, able to play anywhere on, on different positions too. Mixed reaction to this deal. It's a good... The Avs are a better hockey team today than they were this time yesterday. Lars Eller being able to come in and be your third-line center Mm. is good because I don't think Alex Newhook is ready to be a reliable, throughout the long playoff grind, third-line center. And what this does is I it, it upgrades you upgrades you at third line center. It allows Newhook to be freed up to play wing, which I think at, at this stage of his career is still the better position for him. So from that standpoint, Mark, it's a good deal. But there's still a sense that they need to do more, especially with the top two lines, either a second line center or an impact second. Uh, or, or first line top six four. How much more can they do? Uh, yeah, I mean, they got a first round pick they can give up. Now, if they just decide that they just don't want to include a first round pick because they don't have many picks coming up, that's that would be their their idea. But f them picks, really. Whoever you draft this year in the first round is is not going to help you compete for a Stanley Cup until probably at least three four years from now. Okay. Unless it's a guy like McCarr. Yes, but McCarr was a, what, top five pick, top four pick. You're not going to be picking okay. that high with this pick. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Third down. The uh, grades are in for the Broncos. So this was an interesting thing that came out that players were asked by the NFL Players Association to grade their teams on a number of categories. Broncos did not fare well. Uh, treatment of families, D+. Plus. Food service and nutrition, D. Training room, C+. Plus. Locker room, D+. Plus. Their only good grades were weight room and strength... Uh, yeah, weight room and strength coaches. Who needs that Lauren Landau? Right, they fired him. <laughs> and team travel, a B+. Plus. But overall, the Bronco player rankings... We're 24th, 22nd, 28th, 22nd, 17th, 17th, 13th, and 12th. So why has the treatment of the players deteriorated? Um, Did you it, play When you played with Shanahan, it was always, what do you guys need? What do you need? What do you need today? Yeah. What do you need tomorrow? What do you need next season? And... I'd like to think that we set one of the standards for how teams should be treated and and how guys should be treated. Um, hey, man, you go back to Kansas City has got one of a worse grade than the Broncos on all that stuff, but they're winning. So it's not it's not necessarily winning. It's about your facility. It's about the convenience of things. It's about how like the family thing is interesting. The most interesting thing on there is the family thing. Like how the families are treated. And a lot of it, I have to believe, is people being upset that, you know, during training camp, 
your family's in a tent. They've got to go to the public bathrooms or the bathrooms outside and the porta potties. You know, I'm in there sleeping. You know, like, can I get in here? But then Sierra's walking through the facility, got free run. And I'm, I'm, those kind of things don't sit well. Like, not with everybody, but there's, there's a few people that will complain about that. And I understand why. I think the other answer is, is pretty simple. Uh, once Mr. Boland passed away. Sure. That you, you lost that advocate of whatever the team needs, the team gets. And, and I'm not, piling on Joe Ellis, but Mr. Bowling was special in that regard. And once once he passed away and the, the regime, the, the power shifted and the, the kids were more involved and there was all the drama, I, I think some, some things slipped. Didn't sure. sweep the corners. Well, the, uh, And that's what this new ownership yeah. group is, is tasked with doing. Yeah, I think the other thing real quickly is, you know, when you're in a facility that's older, you're constantly trying to revamp it in some in some areas, like the locker room, it's, there's just not a lot of room in that locker room compared to the new locker rooms that they build, right? So that that's always going to be like, oh, this locker room isn't what somebody else's locker room is. And the weight room isn't convenient because we got to walk out essentially outside to get to the weight room. Like, that's not convenient. Yeah. So there's just little things like that. Okay, that is uh, what's going on. Uh, four down territory. We uh, got kind of to a third and long here. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we didn't get to fourth down. We're going to a uh, quick pun on third and 20. Uh, coming up, pushback against Mark Schlereth from you listeners. Come get a taste. Oh, the gauntlet's been thrown down. Next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. How do we spend our breaks? Andrew Dice Clay and Mother Goose. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So so we got a text earlier today, and your texts are always welcome on the Ronaldslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. And, and a guy from Mike, Mike in Aurora said, you know, Mark, stop with the Sean Payton love fest. Uh, you're not addressing the real issues. Vance Joseph was a terrible hire. Russell Wilson is done. This team's going to be lucky to win six games this year. You said... I'll, I'll take a yeah. coffee a coffee break on that a coffee bet, uh, and you said nine is the number you would not be willing to go above, but you're, you'd be willing to bet nine that they win nine. Yeah, okay, I think that's fair. Uh, let's see. Here's a text. Omg, omg, omg. Why continue to lie to yourself and your listeners, Mark? There's no false notion. We saw Russ play. He's done. Um, it's, that's just. That that's insanity. Like, like you're listening, you're listening, uh, you're listening to the Kedrick Perkins of the world tell you why the Joker isn't the MVP. Like that, that's what you're listening to. You're listening to, you're listening to TV pundits, and I'm one, a TV pundit. But you're listening to TV pundits that are telling you, you know, that are that are that are making they're, they're creating drama. They're trying to get eyeballs to televisions. They're, 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 it's, television in today's world is clickbait, argumentative. That's what it, that's what it is. 
and, and it's pushed that way, and it's produced that way. It's it's what it is. Okay, well, you because don't have to you, you don't have to create a whole lot of drama when it comes to what we saw from Russ last year. No, Russ was really bad last okay. year, but we're you know, not I'm, creating anything. It it was real. Well, yes, it, he was really bad, but the fact that that. What that what the texture's intimating there, Mike, is that Russ all of a sudden fell off the map and has no athleticism and, and he's he's just garbage now all of a sudden. So Russ went from a, a a career where he went to nine straight Pro Bowls and was a dude that was considered an automatic Hall of Famer and you, same texture, were doing backflips and cartwheels when the Broncos signed him, just like Zach By was when he said, This is not a drill. So, this is not a drill. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a shrill. It was more like, this is not a drill. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a drill. Very authoritative. Dude, well, his voice was shaking. Oh, he's breaking big yeah. news. Big news. Big news. Trembling. It was a tremble in his voice, but it was he's a like, powerful tremble. It was like Walter Cronkite. He's a newsman. I'm a newsman, and uh, let me just say that this is not a drill. For some of you, just Google him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I love my guy, Zach. Um, by the way, well, anyhow, but like, so the same person who was so excited, the same textures that were so excited about getting Russell Wilson in in the same fell swoop, now all of a sudden he has lost everything and he can't play anymore. It, that That is but it ludicrous. Is fa- well, is it ludicrous? Because yes. it, was, it was so bad. It was. Very, it was so bad. It was as bad as I've ever seen anything. Right. It was. So, but it wasn't. That was just to it, be passed off as a complete aberration? It wasn't because athletically he can't play anymore. It was because what he was trying to do, what he was trying to become, was not him. You know, I don't, it's uh, Inky Johnson says this all the time. I don't care how dad you're, how tall your dad is, you got to do your own growing. I don't care if your dad's 6'9". You got to do your own growing, man. And I don't care. I, like, I don't care what what he was last year. Because what he was last year, what he was trying to accomplish, what he was trying to do, is not what he does. That would be like, that, that'd be like asking, you know, asking you or asking me, saying, hey, man, Mike, you're really you're like Mike. You're a really you're a quality golfer. You're a really good golfer, but today, you know, what we want you to do play left-handed. You're not going to be very good. And Russ Wilson, frankly, was playing left-handed last year by his own choice. Well, yeah, and and by the fact that that the coaching staff and the coaching the the, the people that were putting in charge here didn't have the clackers enough to say he ain't doing we ain't doing that. I, you do realize, I mean, Nathaniel, I get, you, you do, like, we had this, he and I had a conversation, you do realize, if you don't get control of this, you're going to get fired. You realize that, right? You understand that. And, of course, you got fired. But, what did he say when you told him that? Because I know you were being honest with him. He just, like, I know. Like, I, I, I but he didn't know how to get out of it. Didn't have he was too far down the road. Too far down the road and, and didn't have the authority to get out of it. And 
Like I, I think there's a lot. I mean, he made the changes to go Clint Kubiak calling plays, and you know, on and on and on it goes. But there were too many, there are too many issues that you had to overcome. There's, there was, I mean, there, I mean, practice. There's just a lot of, lot, just a lot of stuff. I went to a Friday practice, Mike. A Friday practice. I swear to you, they were on the field for two and a half hours. There was an. I was, I was telling Mike Shanahan about this last night. I was like, could you imagine being on the field on Friday for two and a half hours? I go, could you imagine how bad our practice would be if we stopped down for 30 minutes to do special teams and then you asked me, the tin man, to all of a sudden ramp it up to do a team period? Can you imagine how worthless I'd be, how worthless our practice would be? <laughs> That's what was going on over there last year. Like that, the amount. So, I guess all I would ask you, as a texter, to hear is that I know more than you. <laughs> oh, jeez! That's all I'm asking <laughs> you to hear. Okay. Is that <laughs> is that yes, wrong, ladies and gentlemen? The great Mark Schlereth. Wow, we we're having this, you know, nice, <laughs> thought out, thoughtful discussion, <laughs> a little back and forth. Little analytical. Let me tell you a couple of observations. But listen, when we boil it all down, it comes down to this: I'm smarter than you. You just need to trust me because I'm smarter than you. Okay. On that note, uh, what's trending coming up next? Uh oh, Kevin Durant, the new boogeyman. Travis Kelsey getting ready to host Saturday Night Live, and there is some audio that I'm going to share with you from Aaron Rodgers that you will not. I, I don't think Ooh, Mark Schlereth will, will stop smiling all day after nice. listening to this. Nice. This is you. This this is this is a list Hall of Fame audio from Aaron Rodgers coming your way next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with what's trending right now. Okay, uh, let's see if the hype is real. Kevin okay. Durant made his son's debut last night. Durant trailing late of the play, comes inside, and the first points in his son's uniform for KD. Skip pass, quick release three, from Durant, splash down, his first three-point attempt. Durant gives it that left hand, goes to the pull-up, got it. Chris Paul do the double team, and then Durant one-on-one. Kevin Durant played 27 minutes, 10 of 15 shooting, 23 points, Suns on the road beat the uh, hapless Hornets 105-91. Is Kevin Durant the real MVP? <laughs> well, there was a night last night in the NBA mm-hmm. with no Nikola Jokic. An NBA record six players scored 40 or more points last night. So all of them are now thrust right into the MVP so, conversation. Donovan right Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Nicole is down to seventh. Yes, that's right. According to according to uh, our guy, what's our guy's name? Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. He's seventh right now in the MVP. He's now voting. dropped down to uh, others receiving votes. Others receiving votes. That's right. Aww. Okay, this is for you, man. Okay, Aaron Rodgers doing a uh, podcast, mm-hmm. talking about his uh, four days in the darkness. Yeah, and the subject. That you love to talk about came up. It's obviously all diet related because, you know, I was grubbing on these big salads that, that they had for us. And that's probably a little out of the norm for 
you know, to eat a humongous salad like every single dinner. But yeah, my dumps were super smooth and in my mind, now this is my own rationalization, they were they were all two wipers. They were two wipers and, and done. Honestly, they were multiple though that I didn't even think I needed a wipe. Yeah. That's a Zen state right there. He, he referred to him. I've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. Where you call ghost wipes? Oh yeah, ghost I've never wipes. heard that term. You never heard ghost wipes? Never heard that term. Where you look? Where it's well? Well, well actually, let me. Yeah, here you go. Here's some more. Yeah, I, like I had very very smooth, smooth. How many times twos. do you have? How many times do you have a ghost where you and then you wipe and there's nothing there? That was honestly that was most of the time. It was it was. I've brilliant. had like less than ten ghosts. In my life. Oh my! Yeah, no, in my life's not not that many. <laughs> yeah, the ghost wipe. I've been there. The ghost the wipe is like the. That's like the. That's the. It's the holy grail. Yeah, it is the coup de gras. That's like the. Uh, that is like the old fountain of youth, right there. You find that bad boy. You're like, I want to stay on that diet, whatever that is. Mm, it, is. it is. That is. Look, the ladies listening can't understand this. Right, guys can. There's just if you have a, a ghost wipe, that is just like. It makes your day. Dude, you like us. That is the kind of thing I will take a picture and send it to the guys, the vandals that I play with. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you see on this paper. That's right. Nothing. Ghost wipe. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd love that. So, Travis Kelsey is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live this week. Mm-hmm. They, uh, do, they, do, they do promos during the course of the week to promote the show. They did this one. Just to kind of set it up, you remember the scene from the classic movie Raiders of the Lost Ark when uh, you know Harrison Ford, yeah. Indiana Jones Indy. is, is in the temple yes. and he's he's approaching this 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 tr- priceless artifact gem or and artifact. He's got, yeah. he's got the bag of sand, right? And he's trying to replace the sand yeah. quickly. Yeah. Well, in this case, they're doing the same thing except Kelsey uh-huh. has the Super Bowl trophy and he's going to replace, put the trophy on. The uh, stand and then take the the prize. So here's uh, here's what it sounds like. Good luck, Travis. Good luck. Yeah. Am I gonna die? Probably. Oh, wow, so shiny. Can I touch it? Or so oh, not now. Oh, crap. That's too heavy. It's probably too heavy. Run! How long have they been doing that? A couple hours. Does anybody play football? He plays soccer? Oh, football. Football. No, that would be football. football. All right, so Travis yeah. Kelsey, Saturday. I cannot wait to not watch that. Oh, come on. There's in part. Hey, you've been up... So 10 o'clock the last two nights, which is unprecedented for you. It's yeah. why we have Punchy Mark this morning, which, by yeah. the way, I love Punchy Mark. But why, if you've, you're kind of on a roll this week. Yeah. Why don't you stay up I, and watch Saturday no, Night Live? No. Travis Kelsey? No. Could have been your Travis son-in-law Kelsey. if uh, yeah. things had gone a certain way. I told him. like I had an event with him. I just absolutely crushed him this whole event. Almost felt bad, but I didn't. You crushed Travis Kelsey? Oh, yeah. Dude, I just freaking... Just... So this is coming right off the show. Yeah, right Chase, off. The, was it was called chasing Kelsey yeah, or dating Kelsey, Kelsey, catching Kelsey? Or Kelsey. Or yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah. Oh, Your daughter was involved in it. Yeah, I, I just, I think he was a little bit nervous because you know he's like, oh, what's, and I just 
freaking just verbally undressed him during this event. It was not your typical Travis Kelsey bravado. No, it was it, it was good. It was good banter back and forth, mostly my banter. At least I thought I was. <laughs> you know those times you walk away and probably everybody in the studio audience is going, that guy's kind of an ass. And I'm walking away going, damn, I was really good tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, it's when I told him uh, in front of a, of a huge audience of people that... Uh, it's a good thing he didn't chose, choose my daughter because then he'd have to change the jersey on his, you know, the name on his jersey to Travis Schlereth and it would cause confusion. And yeah, no, we had a good time. He was actually fun. He was actually a fun loving guy. I got to hear this one more time. It's obviously all diet related because, you know, I was grubbing on these big salads that, that they had for us. And that's probably a little out of the norm for, you know, to eat a humongous salad like every mm. single dinner. But. Yeah, my dumps were super smooth, and <laughs> in my mind, now this is my own rationalization, they were they were all two wipers. They were yeah. two wipers and, <laughs> and done. Honestly, they were multiple though that I didn't even think I needed a wipe. That's but terrible. you were in the dark, right? But that's still, you, you, is that just a feel that, thing? You just you just sense, know right. you just know it's instinctive. I like it. We got a lot of people in the text line. We call that the clean pinch. Okay. <laughs> okay. And oh, by the Keep way, this coming. One, I like yeah, this one. Mike, girls don't poop. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Okay, sorry, I I did not know that. Thank you for clearing that up, mm-hmm. ladies. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That is what is uh, trending. God, we're so juvenile, but I love it. My, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is just his stock has just gone up even. Aaron, all that kookiness, I love of the past year has been for been forgiven and forgotten. Nick, yeah, Aaron he's knows. A bum. Yeah, Aaron knows. I love him. He's an absolute bum. No, you don't. You love me. How can you not? Relax. Aaron, I have your fall, though. <laughs> uh, coming up, Kendrick Perkins' fallout. And the Az made a trade, but did it leave you as an Az fan saying, yeah, I want more? That's next. <laughs> Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. So yesterday, Kendrick Perkins, as one texture put it, up until yesterday I wasn't even aware of who Kendrick Perkins was. Mm Mm-hmm. But he has certainly uh, burst on the, the scene here, first accusing Nikola Jokic of simply stat padding, mm-hmm. and then taking it to a whole nother level when talking about Jokic as an MVP winner along with some other past MVP winners. Let me get us outside of our comfort zone a little bit. When we talk about the MVP conversation, is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? That's what Jay-Z said. I just want to know what song are we dancing to? Because I'm walking up into the club. I got my J's on. I didn't know it was a dress code to put on church shoes. So when I say that, Stephen A., when I come on here every single time and I ask, what is the criteria for the MVP and how the goalposts move? I'm asking these questions for a reason. And so when I when I look at JJ and I hear him talk because he's so big in analytics and he's he's a historian when it comes down to diving in deep and going back into history and talking about the evolution of the game. Why didn't he never bring up this in particular subject? 
When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Do you know who those three guys were? Steve Nash, Jokic, and uh, Dirk Nowinski. No. <laughs> what do those guys have in common? I'll let, you sit, I'll let it sit there and marinate. You think about it. The implication is clear. Yeah, I mean, obviously. You know, white three, dudes. three white dudes. I didn't know the MVP was about being the leading scorer. I mean, you, you want to sit there and talk about moving the goalposts. Have you just moved them? Yeah, they give an award for the, being the leading scorer. It's called the leading scorer, right? It's the MVP. You realize that that doesn't have, I mean, scoring is nice. It's a part of what makes you an MVP, MVP. But that's not the end-all, be-all. I mean, it's about what you do to be valuable to your team, how you help your team in every way, not just scoring. And let's face it, there are a lot of guys who have led the league in scoring who are selfish dudes who have that, that aren't, that aren't, Overall value to their team is diminished because they're so, so they're not w- about winning championships. They're about they're about they're about going to you know going to to all star games. Like and, and, you know, Mike Mike Shannon told a story about Shannon Sharp when Mike first got here in 1995, and. Like Shannon is one of my dear friends, and Shannon would would tell you this. Like I'm not talking out of turn, but how Mike had been getting calls about Shannon being tradable, and and so Shannon had gotten wind of this and came up to talk to Mike, and Mike said, "I am initiated any calls, but you're you're tradable like anybody's tradable," and Shannon was like offended, and. And Mike was just like, listen, dude, you're worried about catching 100 balls. Like, your priority is not in the right place. Your the, the priority isn't about catching 100 balls. The priority here should be about winning a champ, not going to Pro Bowls, but winning a championship. And to Shannon's credit, to Shannon's credit, flipped the switch. Became a complete pe- player. And, you know, the year we won our first Super Bowl here, Shannon had 68 catches. He'd been a hundred catch guy throughout, but he started doing some of the dirty work and became a much more valuable football player. Like Shannon, there is no question that that conversation instantly ignited and changed the outlook that Shannon had toward the game. Value, like value, is fairly nebulous. You know, it's it's hard to to. It's kind of like that it factor. It's hard to, to kind of define it, but you know it when you see it. It's like Hall of Fame. I always say it's harder to find the Hall of Fame, but I know the guys when I see them. I know a Hall of Famer when I see them. And to sit there for Kedrick Perkins, and I'll just say it, for him to, to push it towards scoring is stupid. That's a stupid, that's a stupid take. Well, there's so much of the stuff that he said that was stupid, uh, and in this case was was reckless. But JJ Reddick, who's become our you know 
personal hero. Right. All he's done is just skewer and and tear Kendrick Perkins' arguments apart just with with facts. And and let me kind of recap a couple of them. First of all, the stat padding accusation. How, how do you go twenty six and o twenty eight no going go back, back to, to last, last year. year? How do you go twenty? How do you win twenty eight straight games when you put up a triple double? Wouldn't you think? Along the way, if you were just consumed with stats and you were just stat padding, mm-hmm. that that would actually work to the detriment of your of, of the team and their goal to win a game. But Absol- it hasn't. Absolutely, twenty eight in a row. Twenty eight. Twenty in a row. Which which only twenty nine after Houston. Yeah, so twenty nine. Right. So that if anything, that only strengthens Jokic's argument even more. Right. That in all the games that he puts up these lofty numbers. They win. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the goal? And isn't that the idea of the MVP? Is that not only does he get his, but he makes everybody else around him better to the point where the team, 29 in a row. Mm-hmm. So that that's the first thing that uh, crushes uh, Kendrick Perkins. The bit about, the bit about, you know, let me just let it marinate. You know, what do these three guys have in common? Let's just say for, let's just say for the sake of argument, okay, that, the voters were just trying to advance a white guy right? in the NBA, right? Let's yeah, just this, say. This is another thing that I think is stupid. Go ahead. Okay. But let's just. Because I think I'm on the same. We haven't talked about this, but I think I'm let, on the exact same page. So the NBA All-Star voting this year, mm-hmm. part of the voting included, included player voting. Mm-hmm. Guess who the top two vote getters were by a wide margin? Among the players. It would be Jokic and Giannis. Correct. Yeah. Game recognizes game, right? Yeah. So you got a a league made up of a majority of of black players who recognize Nikola Jokic is a bad man. Yeah. And so, again, stop it. By the way, if there was, if it was, like, if there was this desirous nature to have a white dude be the MVP, would it be a German guy, a Canadian dude, or a where is he Serbian. from? Serbian dude, like ser- like seriously, like think about how ludicrously how, how stupid that idea. I'm thinking of an old Duff. Yeah. yeah, is he? Is he Serbian, <laughs> German, or, or Canadian? Canadian. <laughs> right. I like. The whole notion, the whole notion of that is just insanely stupid. And, you know, I get, I get the average fan because you don't get to see very much of Jokic. You get to read the box scores, but when you see him, it's not, it's not an above the rim highlight reel. So it's not, there's just, it's, there's not a lot of excitement kind of in the highlight. And you've got to you've got to have a a better, I think, basketball IQ acumen appreciation. Like, give me like whatever word you want to use when you're describing and watching the greatness that is Nikola Jokic. We got a promo running because we started talking about this at right. the end of our show, mm-hmm. and Stokely and Zach talked about it during theirs, and. Uh, it got turned into a, a promo. So I want to I want to play part of what Zach had to say and then respond to it. Here it is. 
There's a theory here, and I heard Mike talking about it this morning. I can't buy it, but I don't want to put it past anyone either. That like ESPN trying to find something polarizing to fill TV time and drive engagement. That very well could be what happened. You know, that's what they wanted. That's what they got. I hope that's not the case. I'm already disappointed. I'd be even more disappointed if it was contrived. I think it is contrived. You've lived in that world, so I'm not even going to make any grand proclamations here. I'll let you talk about it because you have done for years at ESPN. You did the studio stuff, but then you popped on uh, PTI. You popped on the the first take type stuff, and Mm -hmm. you did these point-counterpoint type shows. How are these topics created? There are, there is a desire from producers, coordinating producers, to have argument. They want dissenting opinions. And one of the things, especially in my time on NFL Live, like, I don't need to create controversy. The truth is controversial enough, right? If I just tell you the truth, it's going to be offensive enough to most people or to a lot of people that don't want to hear it. And so we really made it a point in my years there with guys like Herm Edwards and myself and Teddy Bruschi and and Trey Wingo and... We are never going to have a contrived conversation. And we talk to our we talk to our producers all the time because they would always try like, hey, can you take? No, I can't because I don't believe it. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it was the way we did our show. And it was going to be, you know, it was going to be, hey, man, honest analysis based upon what I've watched and what I believe. And now sometimes you'll have different opinions based upon you know, the lens with which you watch the game through, based on the position you played, based on the way you looked at things, right? But the bottom line is we tried not to contrive that, but there were plenty of shows that there was that. Now, most of the time, most of the time, Stephen A. or or Skip Bayless at the time would say something that was so insanely stupid that it was easy to... You know, to just go, dude, you have no idea what you're looking at. It's kind of like when you and I went on D-Mac show the other day. Right? <laughs> and just yeah. absolutely. That was a beatdown. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, it was a cat with one of those little mouse toys, you know, just wadding it around a little bit until you got bored. Yeah. Um, but, yes, that that is that is that that television world, and especially when you're talking about the way – the TV is created today. Everything is off that first take model, right? Whether it's Skip and Shannon's show, whether it's Stephen A's show, like there are a lot of shows that are created exactly that way. So if you think about it, it's easy to put yourself in the place of uh, what's going on at ESPN. You got a, a bunch of talented executive producers, right? They're sitting around in the sure. morning and they're tossing out topics, right? Mm-hmm. And I can easily see somebody saying, hey, look, Cole Yokes is going to win the MVP. Good chance the Denver Nuggets are in the uh, Western Conference Finals. We don't talk about these guys. So what do we? What can we come up with that will get people who watch our show mm-hmm. and have no idea about Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets? What's going to get them to watch and to come back, especially if we continue to bring up these kind of topics? Right. And right, am I? fair in saying that somebody probably said, okay, we need some you take this side, you take this side, Denver Nugget, Nikola Jokic arguments. And I can easily see that's where the stat padding came from. 
I don't listen. I don't think. And then Perkins took it right. a level that I don't even think that the producers were saying, "Hey, Perk, why don't you take it this way?" Right. No. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes that happens, and and then you're like, "Oof." Um. I would I would say this like yes that one hundred percent goes on. How are we going to create this? The other thing that I think, um, and if you're smart, you're like if you're a smart producer and a smart network, and ESPN is, they understand what's going on. They understand that there may be, there may be a a there's a not maybe there is an excellent chance that you're going to be talking about the Nuggets all the through all the way into the Western Conference Finals and maybe beyond. And so now you know what you got to do introduce the nation to the Nuggets. And instead of waiting until they get there, they're going to create some controversy. They're going to create some talking points. And, you know, it's no, it's not a coincidence, Mike, that it coincided right with LeBron ripping yes. up his foot. Yes. Because yes. before then they were content on, hey, can, can LeBron and the Lakers play their way into the eighth seat? Can they get off the playoff bubble, the playing game? Can they? And, oh, remember the panel the other day? Yep. There's a panel the other day before LeBron hurt his foot that if the Lakers, the eighth seed, and the Nuggets are going to be the one seed, how many of you think the Lakers win that series? And every panelist, every five out of five, five of them, three on set and then two offset. Yeah, five all of picked the Lakers. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is like, this reads like, this is the simplest playbook in America. Open playbook. Talk Lakers. Talk Lakers. Find a way to get the Lakers to win. You know, through the, find a way to get the Lakers to at least the Western Conference Finals. LeBron hurts his foot. May be out for a long time. There's only 20 games left. He may be out for three weeks. The Lakers aren't going to make it there. What's our What's our pivot point? Oh, the pivot point? The Nuggets, okay? How can we create controversy with the Nuggets? Nagolo Jokic. The only reason he's going to win the MVP is because he's white. He's and a he pats, sad and he, and he pats the, Yeah, come like, on. Like, it's 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 like Angela Lansbury. It's a tale as old as time. But it's to, to Zach's point. No, I I think it was absolutely contrived. I think it was actually absolutely. Here's the topic: Who wants to take this side? Who wants to take the other side? And Perkins took the side of stat mm-hmm. padding. But then I think it did go. To a point where even the executive the producers were like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we, we didn't contrive that. Right. I hope not. Maybe they did. Hey, I, would, I wouldn't put anything past what, what some of these shows yeah. are trying to get at. But to, to say that this was completely organic and it mm-hmm. just popped up out of con- I don't buy it. But what he's, Don't buy it at all. Well, what he said is offensive and it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it like. Yeah, he needs to be reprimanded. Double, yeah, yeah, he needs to be suspended. You want to talk about double standards, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because if the shoe were on the other foot, there would be there would be consequences. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 